This is Method to the Madness, a bi-weekly public affairs show on KALX Berkeley celebrating Bay Area innovators. I am here with the organizers of eBabes, which stands for the East Bay Alternative Book and Zine Fest, which is coming up this Saturday, December 8th at Omni Commons in Oakland. It's from 11 to 5. That venue, Omni Commons, is located at 4799 Shattuck Avenue, which is super close to the MacArthur Bar. And there's a drop-off on the 6 bus line in addition to other bus lines. But for now, I am here with Jill June and Mayra. Hi, y'all. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Let's start by talking about what a zine is. A zine, in my opinion, is really anything you want it to be. It doesn't even need to be printed. You can have online zines, digital zines. But it's anything that you feel really passionate about or interested in that you want to share with other people. And you just kind of put together this little book. And it doesn't have to be a traditional book shape. It can be any shape you want. Staple it, copy a bunch of uh, pages, hand it out. And that's a zine. Zines are interesting because, as I understand it, historically they've been and they continue to be like an underground publication used a lot by activists, artists and writers that are looking for the ability to self-publish, which affords them total freedom. There's a lot of identity exploration that kind of maybe traditional publishing houses wouldn't allow for that space. And so you have lesser represented communities exploring their identities. And with this, I'm thinking queer people. I'm thinking like there's a lot of diasporic exploration, um, mixed identities, mixed ethnic identities, anarchist groups. A lot of unique politics are getting space and then um, kind of non-traditional relationship models. So I've seen some like polyamory and non-monogamous related scenes. And so really valuable information that isn't able to uh, get exposure elsewhere in zines gets massive exposure and these fests which take place across the country like they are really hubs of this is a big word to say but like revolutionary information sometimes it all starts kind of it seems on a small scale but this work can have major repercussions in a positive sense for a lot of people in my personal experience it has been revolutionary because through zines that's how i found the words to work through my own gender identity and that was revolutionary for me what mayra just said is proof of why zines are so important and in in your experience why are zines so special? I think the beauty of the zine is as Mara said the total freedom and creative control you can have over your publication and because you don't have to go through the process of a publishing house and you self-publish you can really make it anything you want it to be. I also love the element of like speed and spontaneity an event can happen and you can make a zine about it 
immediately or like, but I think it's so great for like activism or current events because you can react and share your ideas, any idea super quickly. When I think of something like writer's block or like fear of showing your work, like zines in this punk way emphasize the naturalness and the power of your first response and sort of like first thoughts. And how do you let go enough to just say, like, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to put my work out there. Like, how do people do that? I'm I'm so impressed by that one with scenes that I've seen. They're very thoughtful, but they're not overthought and they're not manicured to the point of kind of perfection. I feel like that's such like a classic problem with creative work or like an issue is at what point do I feel comfortable enough to like share my work with scenes? I feel like there's such a broad spectrum even the range of zines that I've seen some look definitely like more spur of the moment first draft made photocopies and published versus zines that look more like traditional books I feel like the answer to like <laughs> when do you feel comfortable like how do you get over that hump like is this getting over your own perfectionism to publish is something that like zines kind of help with because it is so easy to make that's like one less barrier for you to like put your content out there how zines have been seen more in the mainstream and so you're talking about the first draft scene which is a little more not less marketable but and then you have commercialized zines that maybe are a little less substance oriented and maybe a little less political a little less extreme Um, a little more surface level. And I've been kind of curious about what the dynamic is within the zine community in regards to content. Is there more collaboration in the zine community? There seems to be maybe a little bit more friendship. I know that trading your zines is a big part of what you do when you table. I've had really good experiences making friends through zines and even making friends through zines on like Facebook groups and then traveling to those people's fests and let me stay at their house. And I've never met these people. And there's just a level of trust that comes in, I think, when you're sharing your work that's really personal and you kind of get to know someone and then they're like, yeah, I've never met you, but I think you're not going to murder me. So come stay at my house for a weekend. Thinking specifically about when I went to Omaha Zine Fest and the organizers of that fest were super sweet. And I think there's just a lot of camaraderie in the zine community because we're all just kind of doing the same thing. Not the same exact thing, but we all have the same passion for this art form. This is the ninth year of eBabes. As I understand it, it was kind of born out of people enjoying Portland Zine Fest and San Francisco Zine Fest and thinking that there was enough artists and creators in the East Bay to have a fest here. And even the organizers nine years ago are different than the organizers that are y'all, right? And Mayra, I know that you kind of had like this sub-zine fest, the Bay Area Queer Zine Fest. Mm -hmm. I think that the space that eBabes creates, not only at the fest, which I've been to a couple years in a row, but the work that you're championing and really like helping proliferate, how can people and the community of the East Bay in general help eBabes thrive and help um, zinesters thrive? And how can we support the creation of this work volunteer yeah and and show up day of that's really important still please volunteer it's crazy (laughs) my boyfriend especially lately has been in awe of all of the work that we've been doing because I think with events like this you don't realize you always think oh someone's in charge but like no one's in charge we're just kind of making all this up as we go and like working together and like figuring out how to get stuff done like I'll come home from our meetings working sessions and he'll be like oh what did you do today and I'll tell him and he'll be like what like you're doing so much stuff that's so cool so yeah it would be great 
for people to get involved. <laughs> what kind of things can people do? So much. So everything from all year long, we have different events. Mayor is always really good. And June at like planning fundraising events, um, getting in touch with like different organizations, figuring out how we can work together, teaching people how to make zines, like workshops like that. And we also do planning stuff throughout the year. We have to like send out applications. We have to figure out like what our our mission statement is there's administrative work but all the way to like really fun poster making yeah make a flyer follow their instagram (laughs) y'all yeah fun stuff happening (laughs) volunteering looks fun if you uh if you follow the insta but i think a lot of people are afraid to volunteer because putting yourself out there is always really scary but also maybe in capitalist society in general there's the concept that you have to pay a lot of time in a place before you have any power or say and so you think that you shouldn't be there helping or, or deciding how things are run because you're new. But eBabes is a democracy, as far mm-hmm. as I can tell, a major mm-hmm. democracy. Yeah. yeah. And people are really welcome and like radically welcome. It's radically inclusive. A friend of mine reached out to me and said they were too busy to volunteer, but they know this person who's in high school who was looking for like some way to get involved with zines. So we brought them on and they have just gone for it and they like reached out to like all the different high schools in the area to like ask for people to get involved, share their zines. Any level of effort is appreciated. For sure. And I feel like that could that can happen in such different ways, too. Like, so as we said, there's like many different capacities in which you can volunteer. But also, like, we all started volunteering at the same time three years ago. Mm-hmm. And how I showed up was I just saw like a volunteer meeting on Facebook and I just like showed up without really knowing that much about the zine fest. I'd like gone the previous year, but my friend had posted it on Facebook. So I was like, yeah, well, I'll just like show up. And now I've continued to stick with it for the past three years. So you never know how it's going to go. Tomas is one of the organizers who I think is not strictly active anymore. And he was talking about the idea that a zine more than Maybe certain other mediums is really like a one-on-one interaction between the creator and the reader. What makes a zine a one-on-one interaction? Why is that one-on-one interaction really essential, especially when you're talking about subject matter that is frequently very intimate and life-changing, I guess I would say, because I think so much of reading zines is related to identity and people find a sense of belonging that maybe they're not experiencing as frequently in like reading fiction. In my experience, it's been kind of like handing someone my diary and they just happen to be standing right in front of me, sometimes making really awkward eye contact. (laughs) And it's terrifying, but that's just kind of what it is. I don't know. It's really cool to like have these one-on-one interactions with people even if it's not in person, and then have them give you feedback or tell you that, oh, this zine meant a lot to me because X, Y, or Z. And then it's like, oh, I'm not alone in what I'm feeling. Wow, this feels great. There's like solidarity with other people over just, I don't know, stuff that maybe you felt like you were alone in. There's those kinds of zines. I feel like that with a lot of mirror zines and a lot of per zines or like diary type zines but there's also zines where it's like more communal and I feel like it's that same rather than like a one-on-one action it's like this feeling of like entering into like a group just through 
reading a zine. Like maybe I'm thinking of ones that are collaborative that a community produces or ones that maybe share like history of like a place or a thing that you weren't familiar with. It's like you're entering into this world, more of a like shared base instead of like one to one. It's like one to a bunch even if you've never met those people or seen those people. When people think about getting involved in community, it seems like you have to be a people person and really enjoy being extroverted all the time, etc. But what's interesting about zines is there's space for everyone and there's sensitivity to whoever you are. You are just radically accepted and and loved and and that respect is just so special. I don't think that's really a question, but I, I think it's something that I want people who maybe aren't familiar with zines or who haven't participated in an event where where zines are shared to know that that is really the environment that is created at a fest. Kind of like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory where like you're going to find the level that you want. You know, maybe you find the blueberry early and you get rolled away or <laughs> like you make it to the end and uh, you get your gobstopper, you know, so. Yeah, totally. That like reminds me of, you know, how earlier we were talking about like how to support seen communities and stuff and we talked about volunteering but also what I found that has been like super important to me within scene organizing and like the Oakland art community in general is I found that people are so supportive and welcoming and like down to help you out with your projects like people's generosity and acceptance has really blown my mind it's super inspiring to see people like be making things and like helping other people make things and being able to express themselves and creative projects through helping each other out that's another way to like support is like help a friend make something (laughs) totally and I read this newsletter it's called the creative independent I'll have to send you a link because it's really great and they interview an artist every day and Sometimes they talk about, in different art worlds, there's more competition than others, right? But one of the pieces of advice that I read today was about being confident in charging for your work. People can pay for your work. And I don't know why that seems so radical to me, because it can feel so hard to say, like, no, that costs money, or that scene is 10 bucks. You have really made something, and that's like a sacred exchange. It's hard sometimes, but I feel like the time that I'm most able to kind of stick up for myself and my work is when people just try to take it off the table like it's free. And that's the only time I'm really adamant, like, no, I'm, I put a lot of like blood, sweat, and tears into this. That happened at a zine event that I was tabling at. It's hard to put a price on like something you've created, but sometimes it's necessary because you have to break even or you have to pay your bills. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, even beyond breaking even, though, right? It shouldn't just yeah. be I just yeah. had to pay for my materials. It's like, no, I actually it's OK for me to make money off a work that I made. Totally. Yeah. But why does it feel so hard to do that? <laughs> it can be hard to do because money obviously is not like the end all be all of the world, but you also need it to like survive and like pay the bills. So it's like, Something I do think about is why do we, like, not hesitate to buy, like, a $5 coffee, but, like, you have a problem with, like, buying a $5 zine or something like that. I don't know. Not that it's always necessarily like that, but, yeah, I think it is important to keep in mind value and, like, the effort that people put into making creative work that isn't necessarily, like, it's not, like, sold in a store and, like, for some reason that seems more official, okay to give money to. Both as organizers charging for space and, like, on the 
zinester side of the table, charging for these things filled with ideas. We've been conflicted with anti-capitalist sentiment, too, and then, like, charging for things. If I'm making something that's, like, kind of against consumerism and then I'm charging for it, like, what do I do? (laughs) What's happening? But, yeah, it's, like, all about valuing, like, yourself and your ideas and, like... Right, you still have to function in the environment that we're functioning in. It's not that we like money, but... Yeah. But give me my money. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah, personally, I I feel like that's been really hard. It's so interesting to me because the price that you're charging Zinsters is is quite fair, in my opinion. I think it's, what, 50 bucks if you're accepted? No, not even that. It's It's less. It's like a double. Yeah, for a half table, we have a sliding scale, 20 to $40. And if you have a full table, it's 50 to 75, I want to say. But we also, like... You've always employed a sliding scale. Which always I think is a sliding a scale, deal. and also if people have financial struggles, then they could email us and we waive the fee. Wow. Some okay. ZineFests are not like that, so it's really nice to be able to be a part of one that is like that. I want to talk about the fest schedule in general, and I know that Rock, Paper, Scissors Collective did a memorial fund, the Arajo Memorial Fund, where they were giving away grants of $100 for people to make zines you could apply for this zine scholarship and that was really special because again a hundred dollars like means a lot be it to e-babes if they can get a table or just being able to make 50 copies of their work okay so again reminder the east bay alternative book and zine fest is this saturday december 8th it's from 11 to 5 at omni commons 4799 shattuck avenue and it's free to get in no admission, all these tables, you can buy zines and peruse. And I know that there's some workshops happening. Can you tell me a little bit about that? So we have three different workshops. They're each about an hour long. And we have Writing from the Margins, Creativity and Embodiment for Artists of Color with Fatima Nasir. This one sounds awesome. It's like kind of a writing workshop, meditative practices, some like brainstorming and like sharing stories. What time's that? That one is at 12. And then at 1.30, we have mixed media sticker making with Raphael Tapra III. Sounds extremely fun. You just use a bunch of stuff and make stickers. Very DIY. And that's at 1.30 until like 2.30, but you can stop by. It's kind of like an in and out situation awesome. or you can stay the whole time. And at 3, we have Letterpress Basics with Christy Hollihan. And she's going to show how this tabletop letterpress works. And then everyone's going to get to make a thing. They're, like, going to choose a phrase, and then everyone's going to letterpress that phrase. Cool. And what part of Omni are they doing those in? Do you know? Because it's, like, those two big rooms, right? The entry room and then the larger back room. So it's in the entry room, and it's, like, way in the back. You'll see these big, like, wall partition screen things, and it's behind the partition. Awesome. Couldn't have asked for a better workshop description. I was reading online that you are doing something new this year. I think it's called a zine store. Yeah. So the zine shop is something new that we're trying out this year, mostly in response to how we were feeling that we wanted to include as many people as possible because like there are a limited number of tables, but we do get a lot of applications. And so for people who either didn't get to table or just have like one or two zines and like don't feel like they can fill a table, they can drop, they actually still have time to drop off their zine by Friday 
at E.M. Wolfman downtown. It's a bookstore. So, like, the organizers will be there the whole day selling them instead of having, like, all of those people having to table. So another thing we're trying different this year, one of our organizers had this cool idea to, at all these fests, it's always a person behind a table and... It is super weird, I'm sure, for anyone who's been to an event like this or, like, a craft show before when you're, like, walking around and you, like, you're, like, do I make eye contact? Do I not make eye contact? I want to look at the stuff, but I don't want them to feel offended if I don't buy the stuff. It's this kind of tense relationship sometimes. Sometimes it's really fun and you make good connections and you, like, have a great time, but sometimes different personalities, some people feel awkward. So one of our organizers was like, what if we move the zinesters like out from behind the table? Um, so it creates a more like open layout and visitors can kind of like file through and peruse without having to have these uh, tense eye contact moments. Um, the tabler will still be there, um, but it's kind of like off to the side and it creates more uh, opportunities for like organic conversations. That's interesting. Yeah, it's our first year doing it, so we'll see. I'm really excited to see <laughs> yeah. that because I'm totally used to the awkward dynamic. I just like, yeah. I do like a, I just put a, that like, you know, Mona Lisa smile on my yeah. face for like an hour. Same. It's like part of the thing. <laughs> yeah. We still have tables like that, so you will get an opportunity to show your Mona Lisa smile, but yeah, it'll be cool. <laughs> I think sometimes I personally want to engage in conversation, but I'm conscious of taking up too much space or maybe yes. like, they need to spend time with other people and I'm not, I'm scared of taking too much attention, mm-hmm. but it sounds like people are maybe more open to speaking than I, than I think that they are. Right. And, yeah. And... Well, we should mention that we're only using the wheelchair accessible rooms and it's kid friendly. Um, we have the child care room, but we do oh. not have child care. BYO care. <laughs> you can use the room. Cool. <laughs> That's what Rebecca said. Oh. <laughs> BYO care. It's wheelchair accessible, and you can bring your kids. You can't bring your dogs. No. I know. Bummer. Life is not fair, dude. <laughs> you can't have it all. You really can't. <laughs> after the fest, there's uh, eBabe's after party that's happening from 6 o'clock to around 10 o'clock at Classic Cars West slash Hella Vegan Eats. So, yeah, come through. There's going to be, like, 10 DJs. I think it's, it's going to be, be like, 6. Six to ten. <laughs> if you each had kind of one last sentiment or thought to put out into the world as an eBabes organizer, something that you'd like to put out there for the end of this interview. Just every year, I'm like so grateful for like the zine community, the applications we receive, and the care that is taken in those applications, and also. My fellow organizers I'm super grateful for because everyone really tries their hardest, puts a lot of effort into it. And also, yeah, I'm like eternally grateful to Ara for introducing me to this community and I think of her. So I went to Cal and I was like super DIY and like in high school, I feel like I was super punk, like into all this stuff. And then you like grow up and you have to get a job and you have to make money and I have like a mortgage now. It's like I start to get out of touch with all like my roots and like this like happy community and like what matters in life and coming to zine fest and volunteering with zine fest reminds me of all that stuff and like keeps me connected and like keeps me grounded and 
in reality and like what's good. Sort of to echo what both of you were saying, I think organizing eBabes has been one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done. And for that, I am eternally grateful to Ara for getting me involved. And also, if you come to the fest, please bring caffeine for the organizers. Yes. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. The East Bay Alternative Book and Zine Fest is taking place on December 8th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Omni Commons, which is located at 4799 Shattuck Avenue in Oakland. You can follow eBabes online on Instagram at ebabz. I-N-E, Fest, or visit them at their website, ebabzfest.com. Thanks.